Hello and welcome to day three of the Cheltenham Festival preview podcast as brought to you, of course, by a judge's guide. I am once again your host, Richard Churchill. And of course, I'm joined by a trio of the industry's finest judges in the land, Rob Alexander, Church, David Barnes, Church. and Martin Fagan. Um, so, lads, we've, we've got through two days, a couple of pretty good bets in the book at this point. Obviously, we're, we're, a, uh, we're a couple of grand up. I can't believe they all won. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to grab a bet today. Yeah. Unbelievable day yesterday. Um, but we move on to day three, uh, of course. Uh, day three brings with it not as exciting cards as perhaps the first two days, nor even the last day. Uh, and we start, but we sorry, but of course we start with the JLT novices chase. Uh, the field is headed by Deffy Dusoy, three to one fav joint fav. In fact, we lost in translation. Real stealing at sixes, vindication sevens, maybe a bit of eights. In fact, Kildasar also available at eights. David Barnes. Tell me, what's the winner of the JLT? Well, I'm not sure what the winner is, but oh, if, okay. you well, me, if you ask me the best bet for the festival at the current time of prices... Think the best. You no. said Santini was. You said Santini at the head? No, I, I, just, I just said he wins. No, you is said, it, you no, said no, he was the best bet of the festival. Okay, but we don't need to talk about that. David Barnes, best bet of the festival. The best, the best prize now. You're just saying the gold cup is only in the best bet. Of the okay, best. Martin, let him speak for the love of Christ. The best prize now, one that's kind of gone under the radar is Vindication, because he was never going to run. He was never going to run. He's only been inserted into the market now. All the bookies are looking at the book, and uh, he, he's a massive skinner for them. They're taking bits and bottom him, but he's he's not really making a quit in their market. He was favourite to beat the favourite and second favourite in his last run, and he never travelled through the race. But what you've got is a massive um, vindication for, from Vindication's trainer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he, he jumped really well in his training session. He definitely didn't want to run in Bailey. I, I could tell from that. Um, mine's just rowing down left-handed. And Cheltenham as well would be a massive worry for me in a way. But um, I just think he's way too classy to be the same price as Kildazar, who's basically a handicapper, real steel, who is not fancied by the stable at all. You can you can tell the vibes from him. Really, really weak. you kind of you kind of get the same vibe as Duke and Neva, don't you? You kind of yeah. get the, the weakest race. We've got a horse, but it's not necessarily mm. our lead and one kind mm. of thing. And they're, they're always in them colours, aren't they? Like the same as Lorena, where the to be fair to him, to be fair to him, he was bang there last year, last year with Shahjar in that great one when they both fell. It was like the maddest race ever. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey fell, yeah. mocked it. So he's not, he's not, he's not a bad horse. But I'll say about Vindication, he never travelled a yard at Sandown. And he was beaten two and a half lengths by the two favourites in this race. Definitely. And even so, then, me and you watched him work, and we were like, he's going to still going to get yeah, up. He, he, he looked like he was yeah, going to get up. He's going to keep coming on the bridle and get up. Do you not yeah. think step up and trip would suit him? Definitely, definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. But surprised they were in this. I'd say the same. About, I think it must. Then JLT for me seems like an afterthought I'd because say, they couldn't declare him for the RSA, could they? 
I'd say the same about Lost in Translation. I don't think he's a two and a half miler. No, I think he's a three miler. And I'd say you're stretching Deputy so he's seven. It's just a very, very weak race. And he's a yeah. very classy horse. And the way he outbattled Champ in that uh, Novice Hurdle tells me that if, he, if he's on his game, like Bailey must think he is to declare him for this race. Yeah, I mean, that's it, true. It reminds me a little bit of Nichols Canyon a couple of years ago when he was never going to run in the stairs and he kept saying, oh, I'm not happy with Nichols Canyon. And suddenly he was declared and he was still a 12 to 1 shot. And never, no one ever paid him any mind because they hadn't had the chance to speak about him at previews and he'd always been considered an on runner. And he went and won that uh, stairs hurdle really easily, really. In the end, and uh, yeah, he won comfortably that race. Mm. The Ruby day, Ruby had another yeah, win. Yeah, Ruby had another win. He, he, he must have done a couple of really good pieces of work. Pork Hill won, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, Willie said York Hill. I've got, I've got to send him over. So sick as fuck. I think uh, he should probably be half the price he is now. And vindication. Current price vindication. Eight to nine. Eight to nine. Yeah, one generally. Yeah. Vindication. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very fair shout. I would like to see him step up in trip, but like like Barnsley says, lost in translation shapes as if he needs further. Deffield de soil. It's almost as if this is the kind of maximum trip he'll see out. One a bit from left field that was quite surprised quite surprised they didn't actually declare him for the Arkle, but they seem to think he needs further is Voix de Rev. Uh, ran ran a Absolutely massive race in the Fred Winter before falling at the last on this course. And to be fair, over fences early season, he looked potentially one of the best novice chasers in Ireland. Uh, slightly concerned how he jumped right last time out at Leperstown, but he was given a good account for himself at, uh, against the likes of Le Richebourg. And I think if he's, if he's given a hold-up ride like he was in the Fred Winter... He might be able to pick up pick up the pieces in this race, and uh, so yeah, that's Vladarever. Vladarever sixteen to one. Shot. Sixteen to one twenty is available uh, with renowned racing uh, bookies. Ma- over marathon fence. over fences has always been ran from the front. Oh yeah, that's a strange one. That he has yeah. I, to be fair, I think Fred Winter's definitely his best ever run, and it's oh, o- it's, it's, it's yeah, over yeah. this. It's on the same course that he. It's it's on the it's on the new course, isn't it? So he's a fo- I, he's a horse I've always loved, but I've always been let down by him in a bit. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't try something different with him in this race. He didn't run that badly either last year in the in the Gold Cup. He, he got a terrible ride. He was up there at the front. Yeah. I think he I think he suits the track. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think me and Robert Keenan and Hardline, and he thrashed him, didn't he, over two miles? Yeah, I think I think he's. To be fair, I think he should be running the Arkle. Imagine the guy yeah. there going. He just he just sits behind and just fucking. According to Mullins, it's, it's discussions he's had with the owner and the and the jockey. Well, yeah, I see that. On yeah. the and the jockey, and I think I think it's interesting that they want to go for this race. They can certainly just they can sit in behind and try yeah, try and pick up the pieces. I've read a lot of what Mullins has said, and he's been really dismissive of him, which is kind of strange. And he's always said the jockey said he needs to step up in trip. Which I took as a negative, but may- yeah, maybe he's um... a pig. Th- <laughs> yeah, well, he probably is, but I think that... <laughs> it's not a great race. Is it? I it's, it's not a great race, it's and a he's actually a relatively classy horse compared to the rest of the field. I think Deffy De Soil is the only one that probably achieved more than him over hurdles. Fair enough. Yeah. Fagan. 
Uh, some no. some of the JLT, if you could. No view, no view, really. Mate. No uh, view. I, I I get why these two are the top of the market because they both have similar form. Um, Lost in translation looks like you can't further. I agree with Barnsley. This looks like the absolute, um, the absolute furthest that Defi the Soy would want. Not too keen on anything else in the market. Um, vindication is. Yeah, I can see what Barnes is where he's coming from with the fact that he's obviously a lot classier than anything else. Rest of them. Would they try new tactics with Vindication? Rest. Try and make all or something like that, like they did with Black Hercules. I don't like, use a traveller. I don't use a traveller, so yeah. that'd be tough. But what what really makes me bullish is the trainer definitely didn't want to run him, and now yeah. he wants to run him. So you you know you're getting the very very best Vindication you can mm-hmm. get, and at eight to one in this race. That means a lot. Considering Champ's so short for the Ballymore as well. Exactly. Very closely matched, well, aren't Yeah, they? yeah. And uh, uh, even even when you look at the Sandown race, he was, what, two lengths behind him and he never travelled that day, yeah. did he? If, if he's a lot better than that day, then uh, it's easy to see him turning the form around. Fair enough. Yeah, so, Vindication, the big bet, Vladarev, bit of an outside Yeah, I'm, I think he's. it's interesting that they've gone to this with him, but it is... It is one like like the lad say that he's not not really been talked up, so it's it could just be an afterthought. Okay. No, what what I would say is take every other horse out of the equation. The RSA would be his race. I agree with Robin in that respect, but this race is so weak. The RSA might be very good. So um, you do need to stay to win a JLT as well. And you see, what was it, Sir Deschamps won it. Sir Deschamps outclassed well, a, a poor field probably and. Yeah. Uh, Carl's always just miles better, wasn't he? So it, it's difficult to say because it's such you a probably small do need to side. see out three miles though to yeah. to prop, to win it really well. It's going to help, isn't it? Well, definitely. In that case, we'll move on to the Pertomp Network final handicap hurdle. Uh, the field headed by retire du Berlay <laughs> and the fact that we're back this year suggests we did not retire du Berlay we, we would have keep doing the podcast if we had all retired though wouldn't we possibly <laughs> uh, for Fagan phoning him from a, a yacht <laughs> I'm just glad he came forth Sire <laughs> du Berlay is your 11-2 Fab first assignment 10s uh, Samburu Shuja is available. You can get tens. Uh, Walk to Freedom tens. Um, a, a much of a muchness, really, outside of your eleven to two thousand. Fagan, it's a handicap hurdle. I assume there are a few here to be discussed. It is. It is an handicap hurdle, mate. But it's not exactly my favourite ones. I, I do like the speedier ones, but obviously I have got a few. Um, let me start. The Irish have got a really good recent record in this race. Uh, if you look at the last three renewals in 2016, they were first, fourth, and sixth. Uh, 2017, they were first, third, fifth, and sixth. And last year, they were first, second, Glenlow, <laughs> and, oh, no. and sixth. So basically, six of the ten of of, the, of them horses uh, ran in the Leopardstown qualifier at Christmas. And it looks to just be the strongest qualifier or every year, and um, this year wouldn't be any different either. Um, the main one to take from it, as you've already said, is retired the Berlay. He's blatantly obviously plot horse. 
Obviously, I put him up last year of the Martin Pipe, and now everyone's on to him because I'm a judge. I mean, it ran a pretty good, <laughs> it ran a pretty good race in the Martin Pipe. Yeah, yeah. well, mate, yeah, to be fair, he looked like he was going to fall into a hole coming, coming towards the last, and then it, he jumped in and stayed on like a train. So, three miles obviously won't be. It won't be bad for him. It's probably it's probably better for him. You look at the race and you think blow by blow. He might not have trained. trained on. He might not have done what we thought. He's going to do over fences, but he's not a bad. He's not a bad horse. Early doors has a great chance in the in the Martin Pipe, and then you've got this Grammar who's a single figure price for the National Chase. So it's not bad for him at all. That race. Um, he's only three pound higher than 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 that race than when he was fourth in the Martin Pipe. He's got he's got an obvious chance. Um, Hard to back. Apparently, he ran a really a ridiculous time like last time from the third last to, to the finish. Apparently, don't do figures myself, but um, yeah, it's probably because Davey had him out the back. Run faster yeah. than Apple's Jay, definitely. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other, one, the other one in the race, there was the massive eye catcher for me, it was uh, Water Freedom. If he wasn't with Jessica Arlington, if he was with someone else who was like an absolute plot trainer, he wouldn't have tried to win that race, but he might. Be fucked because he tried to win that race mm. and he's gone up so much. But he, more freedom in the tens, bit of twelves available. Well, he travelled like a he travelled like a dream. Like that's a difference. Side of Bailey was was David was proper Adam Murray after they jumped that second last. Well, it looked like de- it. you don't know. De- desperate to get sick. Although I say that he was riding, but he wasn't riding the same way Davey if he if he was desperate to. Yeah, it was. He was. It was a lot of it was a lot of flapping, like, but he still did. I'm talking about the, the way he travelled. He is a bit of bit of one of them horses in terms of he need he needs a bit of races behind the bridle. Water freedom. He, he travelled so well. He travelled so well in in Appetem's, in Appetem's qualifier. Um, travelled really well, and then even when he, he got out just before jumping the last, he stayed on really well to the line. And he he be he be my second one in that. I did kind of like not what I am for the skeletons, but. He was a bit of an eye catcher at Warwick last time, but that was when I looked at the market when 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 the entries came out and he was like a thirty three chance. If you look at the market, I was like twelves or fourteen. So it's, it's a scandalous price. Like I, I could I couldn't be back on that. So yeah, it'd be it'd be retired the Burley and Water Freedom and Water Freedom. Although if retired the Burley wins this time, I definitely won't be retiring because I've had about one percent of what I had last year. <laughs> uh, the Barnes, the Patron. Uh, I agree with Fagan. It's hard to get excited about anything else really in the race. At six to one, I, I would hate to. It's not a great price to be backing in the handicap. No, no definitely not. But I, I, I think that race he ran in was the key to the form, and I'll probably back Themistocles. Uh, he was third that day. It was a. It was a. Themistocles is sixteen to one. Yeah, I, I could see him going up a lot shorter than that. He's been aimed at this race, and he's very progressive. Um, I think Tyler Burley's got a great chance. Probably the best chance of any handicapper on any day for me. But it's one of them, isn't it? Like I like Tyler Burley and Water Freedom, but if the Mister Cleese or Cooney will win the race, I'm probably going to be him because yeah. it's just that whole. But Water Freedom has surely shown his hand, doesn't he? Like compared as, to as, the, as the you feel Cleese like the Mister Cleese, the Mister Cleese has gone up exactly. I think in prison, I haven't got a laptop in front of me. I think mm. I think he's gone up exactly the same amount as Water Freedom has. But the problem I had with Mr. Cleese was he was he was handier. He was handier that day. He had the easier run. And he he looked to me like not dogged it, but he, mm. he, 
he wasn't a set. He jumped the last in front. He wasn't a set instead. If you jump, he jumped the last couple of strides. You pause it. You go, this fucking shit's in, and you watch it back, and you go, mm. very true. I, I, I don't want to argue with the touch because if you said to me, I've got about an hour's worth of recording that suggests <laughs> you do want to argue with the touch I had, I had Cuneo or I basically, I basically had, I had all them four on the list, and yeah, I, I any of them four, any of them four will go sure than what they are now, surely. Apart from maybe Side of Blue because it's been found in the market. But the other three, Cuneo. Are you saying we do a quad- quadcast? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying they're all <laughs> probably valued. Cuneo can't go off 16s. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Henry de Bromhead. That's where it all comes down for me. Cuneo one... was, for me, was, was one of the most interesting. Even though he won and he's gone out more. But the fact that he's trained by Henry de Bromhead just doesn't scream to me. And we can't bear the winner. No, if no, it was no. fucking Gordon Elliott, I'd be like, this is the one. Yeah, exactly. It's circling, and to be it? fair, that's why. I'm not massively keen on Walter Freedom with that because mm. although Jesse Jesse's one of the best trainers around, she doesn't strike me as a as a oh it's the reason why he came fucking second, isn't it? Because mm. he was trying to fucking win that day. You don't yeah. try and win in these races if you want to win the fucking the, the qualifier. That's why and the that's thing why is, the six is nailed that, That's why side of really is a six chance. Like at the end of the day, is he going to travel into the race? Yes. Is he going to place? Yes, and you look back now and you go, why? Why was he pulled up a bunch of time when he was fucking six to four, five that day? Because that day after the Martin Pike, he probably went. He went up the Thames next year, Gordon. Oh, what? He's six to four in the conditions race against Pablo Laguna. Plus, you look at that. Pull up that. Barry Gary said today. This is like. Barry Gary said, "I rode." He said, "I rode him the other day in a piece of work. He 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 wouldn't be anything special." Yeah, you also ran him when he wasn't fucking off. (laughs) (laughs) When you fucking pulled him up, so of course you ran special. I'm not gonna lie. This I'm not saying none of these two are strong bets for me. Last year, Glenlow was a similar place, and I was absolutely certain he was gonna run a good race. If Cider Bailey and Water Freedom bombed, I wouldn't be hugely, hugely surprised. I'd be, I'd be surprised, but not massively. Mm-hmm. And if this race, if this race skipped me, mm, I wouldn't be too bothered. But I'm probably going to have a play in the race, and Cider Bailey would be the main one for obvious reasons, and Water Freedom possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Cuneo is very interesting. The fact he's actually come out... Let's not lie, I'll probably end up backing all four of these from this fucking qualifier. When, when he's come out after the qualifier and actually run a very good race at Leopardstown in February as well, finishing... I think he went off joint fast. Maybe he went no gal that day. No. Yeah, that, it, was, that wasn't, that wasn't it wasn't... It wasn't to him. He came fifth in that race. And That's why I think side of it... Uh, I think that's the big time so good because that yeah. wouldn't have suited him either. He no, I know, but I think... You've got to just look at the Irish novice hurdlers in this in this division at the moment. They seem to be picking up all of the good handicap hurdles in Ireland. Recently, you've got Dallas de Pictons winning that race at Leopardstown in February. You've got Cuneo who who won the Potemps qualifier in December, and I think one three seven under underestimates his ability and probably Themistocles as well. Uh, so I think they'll both run big races, especially when it's a proper stay and test. Another horse that's probably not really been thought about that much, uh, that the step up to three miles has done the world of good, is a horse called The Clock Is Ticking. Uh, did really well to finish as close as he did I'm to... Jerry, he's thinking every time we speak. No, 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 I'm, no I'm just saying. <laughs> the horse did actually really well to finish as close as he did to the Mighty Don 
and the qualifier. Biggest pig in China, man. What horse is that? The clock is ticking. Yeah, I've I thought. Some money on him. I thought he did really well to finish as close as he did to the Mighty Don. I think the Mighty Don ran off one three four or one three five in that pretense qualifier in October. <laughs> clock is ticking has not gone up a pound since that race. On the new course, which is a more of a stay and test, I think it. I think it has a chance, and you might get slightly better ground in that race in October. So okay, that's that's another one of interest. But I'd say Cunio is my main one. Cunio is your main one. Fagan, aside from side of ballet, who's your main one? I know you've said if you could only bet one away from the Fav. No, I just mentioned the two side of Berlin and Water Freedom. Water Freedom, I thought. Oh, well, you, yeah, you're not. You're no, not against Cunio or Themistocles. Yeah, that was the okay. Basically. Okay, uh, on to the Ryanair Chase, which sort of shares featured race status, I suppose, on day three. Um, you're looking at footpads, seven to two. Monoly, four to one. Road to Respect, nine to two. Min won't go, and so will go, we think here. Well, we think. Supposedly, we think, yes. uh, And that is five to one. And Frodon is going, is no longer going to the Gold Cup. So is that correct? Frodon, six to one with Bryony. Uh, ball. <laughs> price um, did Paul Keeley back it up? What price did Paul Keeley back it up? No idea. Oh. Ask him. I won't. Uh, what you said on the on the preview night we were at? I was too smart. I had four <laughs> glasses of Carver. I was five <laughs> sheets for the wind. Nice. David Barnes, Ryanair Chase. Where's uh, who's the win? I mean, this is a pretty open field. It looks like a good group of horses. It looks like a really good race here. Reasonably opened up the, up the front of the market. Give yeah. me give me some direction. I'll tell you as an after time, I've backed Monolith at eight. But... Ah, oh, ah, I said the price. Ah, <laughs> I said the price. I, <laughs> I, I think that's a short price now. I, I, I think this is... You think eight's is short? Yeah, I think this is a much deeper race than I thought it would Well, be. I mean, it's currently fours, so yeah. I mean, at least you've got the eights. He's, he's a really weak finisher for me, and I, I, I hope this would cut up a bit, but it, it looks a much too good a race for him to win now. Um, I'm kind of lost. You guys can guide me. Rob Alexander. I think Monolith looks tailor made for the race. You see the way he, he ran on last time when he when he beat was it Annabelle Flyer for two and a half? I think Annabelle Flyer was gaining him all the way, and he looked like a weak finisher again. I was, ho- I was hoping he didn't stay like, three miles. If you like Monolith in that race, let's not. We all said about the time figure. Fucking tutor and Eva carried a couple of pounds more. Yeah, find a better time. So. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it looks it looks a good race on paper, but it might be a lot of horses that have flattered to deceive in the past. And one of those one of those at a bigger price, who has done that, is you've got you've got an entry in the race from Coney Island. Coney Island, thirty three to one at William Hill, twenty five. To be honest with you, I think this is his trip. This season, compared to last season, he's actually run two quite encouraging races. Uh, he was given a hands and heels ride behind Apple's Jade into second or third over hurdles. And then I think he travelled really well in the Savile's Chase uh, for at least two and a half miles. Uh, he has plenty of speed. I think he was probably one of the most outstanding novices two or three seasons ago. And I wouldn't put it, put it past him to put put a race together at Cheltenham. I think. Well, 20, he definitely go over. Do you know? 
That's the only race he's entered for. He was running all right, wasn't he, in the uh, Yeah, I thought he ran a really good race. Like, he all he, he was probably, he probably jumped for second last in about second or third. And clattered into the last in about the same position. So I think, I think, I think he probably does have some claims based on that run and the fact that he was given a very, very easy ride over hurdles first time out this season in what probably looks like quite a decent race as well, which Apple's Jade won over two and a half. 25 to one, I think you can get. 25 to one, you can get 33s, but would, yeah, 25 to one is readily available. I wouldn't put you off at that kind of price. I think he's around those prices in the market. I think he's a better horse than Janika, better horse than Terrafort. Two et per me. Better horse than the Storyteller. Oh, Probably a better horse than Balco de Flo and Politologue as well. Storyteller's solid, though, isn't he? He's a solid profile. Yeah. Azo? That's different. Oh, Azo's right. Yeah, I think he's probably... Look forward to losing a £10 each way about on Azo. <clears throat> of the horses at double-figure prices, I think he's... I wouldn't probably Azo prob- other stories now. I think, I think they could so easily run about well, place. Church is tipping up Azo, then, each way. <laughs> Great horse. <laughs> yeah, reliable, very solid, good, doesn't very job. Very consistent. Very consistent job. But for me, the Ryanair reliable is... Reliable trainer. You know what you're getting? I like Venetia. Venetian in a great one. Sorry, I'm Monoly, I do think right. is tailor made for the race. Venetia, I think Venetia Williams in a great one. Okay, I made the Bromad in a great one. Good luck with that. <laughs> I think Monoly, if he runs to the same level he did in the RSA, can go very close in this. Interesting, Martin Fagan. Do you agree? Is Monoly going to go close? Uh, mate, Monoly's been one of them for the last couple of the last two seasons. I thought. Well, first one, I thought he should have ran in the Valley more. Didn't, I th- didn't think three miles was his trip for the Alvaro. Running the Alvaro, got outstayed. Then last year, I had I had a fair few bets on him each way. None of them all bets for the JLT. Thought that was his race. He would have pissed in. You were right, Fagan. I was wrong in this case. He's not a stayer. He's not a stayer. He ran in the RSA. He's not a stayer. He doesn't finish. Can he persuade the trainer that he's not a stayer? He doesn't finish his race. But... Can you persuade the owner? The thing is, I think, <laughs> Possibly. I think there's a lot of people out there who've thought this, and now because he's gone Ryan Air, they've gone, oh, he's finally going Actually, do you know what? He might not be going here. I've seen something today saying... There's Paddy, some rumours he's going to go for Paddy, the Paddy Brennan was confirming he goes to Gold Cup. Very so but if he, runs, if he runs here in the Ryan Air, I just think he looks... Like what Barnsley said then about someone that gets like supplemented late or whatever they kind of get mixed by the market mm. I think this is the complete opposite people have been talking about this is his race yeah, this is his yeah, race yeah. okay yeah this might be his race but it's not a fucking 4 to 1 chance mm. like I, agree I don't know it's, 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 it's a race where he's I love I love Monolith yeah I love Monolith for this, for this race but I don't love his price and anyone else in there I can't really get some sort of angle on footpad we're assuming he runs here He's he's had he's had a couple of issues this year. Roads respect, obviously he's top class, but is the is the dropping trip gonna 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 hinder him? Like we've seen it with brand new dawn, horse like that steps back to this trip because he's on by giving sound and they want to kind of have a horse in each race. He didn't run so well there. I don't know, like this sort of race for me, I'm probably not gonna have a bet. But as as Barnes, he says so, something like the story, he's at like twenty to one. He's not as classy as the rest of them, but. He'd probably run his race. He'll run his race, won't he? For me, keep 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 your money and have it on oh, have it on something else. I'm He's personally, gonna run to a one sixty, sorry to tell, isn't it? I'm personally a big fan of Frodon, but it seems very short. 
11-2. Well, they've basically confirmed that it's going to go, haven't they? Yes. And it's won a handicap. What did it win that handicap in December off? 160? 161? That's a massive performance, no matter how you it, look at it's it. It's a he's battling horse. He's, he's just never put it in in a grade one, has he? That's the problem. He's never... No, he's, I, never I don't know if this is before your time, but Paul Nichols had a horse called Pockelin. Yeah, uh, Pockelin used he, to be a horse waiting for the fucking... Yeah. For the fucking he would win, it, win off 160, no problem, but when you sent him to the Ryanair, he'd always be awful. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't do know what the difference is. I don't know what the I difference think, is between running can, in a handicap and running in a great one, but there win, is a difference. Yeah. I think you can win a handicap. I think it's as speed you go at. You can get to a certain level, isn't it? You can get to a certain level where the handicap rates you similar to a graded horse. But you're not necessarily as good as them because it's different the way they run and yeah. maybe the maybe the speed they go or something. It's always been like that. Like you watch you watch these handicappers that like like let's say Moyerhead for example. He won the he won the county last year from thirty-eight or he Then he won the fucking Ascot race off what one forty something. What mm. is he now in the in the county? One fifty something. something. Can he can, is he is he gonna run in the county as well as like let's say what what is he going to run as well as a 150 horse is? Personally, I wouldn't think he would if he ran in the champion hurdle. Like, it, it's just it, the way the handicapping system works. People are, uh, every time you win, you have to go up. But I'm always a bit skeptical about handicappers who progress yeah. through handicaps, win, and then go to and then go to grade grade ones. Like he won the Cotswold, but I mean, I'm not saying Frodon's not going to win. Elegant like, Escape should have beaten that day. Got yeah, an awful yeah, ride. Bad, and... Would you rather go the Gold Cup with yeah, it then? Sure. Take a Take a swing at the Gold Cup with Frodon. No, I think they have obviously. a massive push chance in the Brown, just based on what we're saying. Yeah. Because um, I, I think probably something, we'll talk about it after, but I think probably something 145 or after is going to win that uh, race. So maybe it's a bit ridiculous to put a 160 up in it. He deserves his place in the Ryanair, but I'd be surprised if there isn't one to beat him. Um, okay, fair enough. So. Coney Island's a bit of an each way or a big big price shout. Obviously, I like Aso, but Monolly is is it debatable. It's hard hard to know. I wouldn't go I near him at four to one at the price. I think it's a weak finish of all his races over two and a half or three miles. I think I think I think Footpad has got this at his mercy if he's as good as what he once was. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought Monolly stayed on quite well in that. Two and a half mile race that competed in last time, but okay, good to Fair hear enough. a different opinion. The stayers hurdle. <laughs> Watch out there, lads. Yes, I'm what trying. Is this video evidence. Uh, no, it's <laughs> a lot of rain at Cheltenham. I'm showing you. No. Is that snow? Uh, I don't know. What you showing me a video of rain? Thanks, Jess. Okay, that's fine. Well, thought that might be interesting. Snowing. Snowing at Cheltenham. Snowing. <laughs> that that might affect some bets you've got, mate. Snow way. Okay, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, thank you, just ignoring ignoring video evidence. Uh, the Stairs <laughs> Hurdle. If it isn't a Norwegian weather website, then I don't give a shit. The Stairs Hurdle is one of my favourite races of the festival. It is. And is this is year. This Safi used to run. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, yeah. Safi ran in the Stairs Hurdle, came, came second mm-hmm. to Cole Harden. Third? <laughs> Come second to Cole Harden. It's a sad, sad, sad day. Worst form I've ever been. Sad day. Well, I Cole Harden finished second the next year. Saddest. Cole Harden finished second life. to Fittlebrack. So, <coughs> uh, Paisley Park is your thirteen to eight uh, fav. 
Four to one for Heen. Super Sunday in at sevens. Bacardi's then you're looking at uh, available at 14s, probably 12 across the board though. Uh, and bigger the rest. Martin Fagan, the stayers hurdle. Are you opposing Paisley Park? Uh, no, it won't be me. Okay, Rob Alexander, are you opposing Paisley Park? Opposing. Opposing Paisley Park. Mm, I don't think I can. I think it's a kind of horse that will probably drift on the day as well. Yeah. Connections. So have you? Yeah, you've got an Emma Lavelle, Aidan Coleman ridden horse. Looks like he stays all day. Definitely best of the UK bunch. Obviously, Faheen, if he comes back to the best, anything his like best. his best, which is which you probably saw at Punchestown last time. Was that his best, or was that just returning towards something? Well, it was his second run over three miles, that, wasn't it? And he absolutely destroyed a top-class field. Identity Thief that won yeah. at Aintree was tailed off in that race. Oh. It was a strange race, that, wasn't it? Of course. He got he got a slightly easy lead. He got an easy lead, He's but he just he yeah, just kept he's... staying. He just he saw out the trip really well. But I think Paisley Park is kind of above and beyond the rest in this field. Bacardi's a maybe given each way squeak, although 14, 12 to one looks quite short. Okay. David Barnes, can you oppose Paisley Park? Well, this is a point I've been wanting to make. Um What? Since day one. No, for a while there. I mean, well, now you have the audience. Go on, mate. Here we go. You've, you've got Kaylee Willowcart, you've got um, Emma Lavelle, and all these trainers and people. What is saying, oh. it's, it was International Women's Day two days ago, you haven't gone. I'm trying to think of another small trainer. Is that why you had to go walk to Freedom when I put that up? For Jesse? I'm, I'm Ruth tra- Jefferson. There's I'm trying one. to think of another small trainer who's male who has had the same thing said about him. Oh, if this was Nicky Anderson, it'd be. Half the price. Mountain well, obviously, City because they win Cheltenham races Mountain all the time. Please stop Mountain talking. Brazil, City Island. But you think about it. How do we improve as humans? You video it. How do we improve as humans, Church? That's the question that has just been posed by David Barnes on the podcast. Probably, I don't know. Probably stop swearing. Through education. Stop punting. We stop pit bruising. ourselves against better humans. Who we can learn from. And that's why I used now, to work with Martin Fagan. Are we having a laugh yet? Someone <laughs> needs to take the bevies off my hand. What are you thinking for? You look at Nichols Yard, at Mullins Yard, at Twist and Davis's Yard when they went through that good spell, at um, Colin Tizard's Yard when he had all these good horses. Because they race against each other. Who is Laylo working with? Who is Paisley Park working with? How are they getting better? That's the question I'm asking. And I, I wouldn't back a horse Mate. from that yard at under two. Okay. That's bullshit. So that in that case... <laughs> Mate, if you say Bolt, if me and you say Bolt running in the back garden, you think you'd be slower? Wait, that's no. ridiculous. No. He's a physical specimen. That's an interesting comparison. Does it get doesn't get bear any relation to what we're talking about. How does he of course get it does. You can have a standout horse in a fucking yard. In a yard. I realise that that's the point you're making, but the point, the, oh, the analogy right. with you who's, saying Bolt doesn't work second, because... Who's the second best horse in Cecil's yard when Franco was, was about? It's, it's oh, fair enough when you're talking about like Aidan O'Brien or something. Who's the second best horse? Was Frankel even that good though, mate? Best horse. <laughs> who's, who's the second best horse in fucking John Oxford's yard when fucking see the stars as well? Mate, 
I agree with people offering their own opinions. That's bullshit. Okay, well, uh, David Barnes, if I don't think so, because I'm not having that. If, if you see Nichols' yard, they're all running to a high yard and, and they're pulling each other forward, and he's winning handicaps all I the time. I understand the whole point of you get a horse, you take him to a good yard, he might improve because he's, he's, he's racing with better horses. Mm. But if you've got a really good horse and he's in a shit yard, He's not going to just be shit because he's basically no, shit horses. But I don't think he can come forward at the same level. How's presenting like, Percy? Well, oh, achieve the RLC. How did I not say that? Rob, <laughs> shake my fucking hand. Is it he's he's fucking like, schooling with the more. The worst handshake I've ever seen. He's schooling really well. He's schooling with more. Fucking Maldini. If you don't like Paisley Park here for the reasons given, where's your money going? Um, to be decided. To be decided. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. I'm glad that you've done all that preparation. Um, so. I think Bacardi's is probably an each way. Bacardi, 14 to 1 about Bacardi's, who was running a pretty good race last year before falling. He jumped the last oh. really, he jumped the last really well and then crumpled. Yes. It was a very, very strange fall for me. Yeah, it was quite worrying at the time, in fact. It was. Um, yeah, because had me bollocks on him. Well, yes. But I mean. That's there's a chance that Bacardi was going to run into a place there, but either Definitely, way, certainly would have. Yeah. yeah. So fourteen to one does seem quite backable each way, especially with a six to four fav, thirteen to eight fav. I don't know. Like, he's always obviously I love. I put I put him up with that last year for the for the stairs. I was all over him. Um, I just hate the way he's been campaigning the last two seasons. Like, all right, fair enough. They went chasing with him the season before that. Uh, season before this, and. Um, You've got to do that. He looks like a staying chaser. He jumped terribly. Then he went to stairs. Yeah, fine. But don't go the fucking don't, don't go chasing again this year. Like just just run him in hurdle races. Get him a fucking win under his belt. Get him get him a one next to his name, not a fucking FF074. What the fuck he's got now? Like the cunt doesn't Bacardi's the cunt. cunt doesn't know what, what he's fucking doing. He's gonna run up. He's like, what am I running in? A fucking cross country race or a fucking okay. But, I mean, it's harsh on him. Like he should have had a proper prep, and if he came in here in a proper prep, he'd have a chance. Like I, lo- I love him. I hope, I hope he wins. I'll obviously end up having a fucking cliff, cliff horse bet on him. But I can't pull him off and tell people to back him with any sort of real confidence. For I can't have at the price four to one or whatever he is now is scandalous. He was twelves two weeks ago three weeks ago I know Sam Gross come out but he, to me he was never really a certain runner Penn Hill's come out okay but he was only a 5-6 chance there's no way a 12 chance should go for because of Penn Hill coming out he's just short and on the back of like preview nights and stuff like that he's a disgusting price for him and it just comes down to the fact that I'm not strong on anything on this on the Thursday but basically Park just looks a good bet and because of what Barnes says about the connections he is going to drift Rob said he is going to drift. He's probably going to get be able to get twos. I can't say he's definitely a good bet because I don't know what the pace is going to be like. And if again, like what I said about the Ballymore, it's a race I need to see declarations and see what the pace angle is going to be. Mm. If there is pace in the race, he will win and he will win well. But if there isn't any pace and it turns into an absolute disgraceful race like last year with that absolute fucking brain dead idiot that... Was up, was up the front on fucking Sam Spinner. Oh, well, I was going to ask about Sam Spinner. Don't call her. That. <laughs> Biggest bell end you've ever seen. There's no patience. People will say, oh, well, he went quick last time in the fucking clean. The only reason he went quick last time is because fucking little Rockwell fellow was in front of him and he just goes as quick. If, a horse went 100, the day, if David Maxwell was first 
leading. He go the same pace as him because he's fucking clueless. Okay, so <laughs> hope, you, hope you enjoy have the a, podcast, my friend. Have a, have a, David Maxwell, you, you can, fucking you can follow him. You, you fucking ruined Chantu Fly. You went fucking six feet on pace. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, Paisley Pass is a good thing as long as there's gonna be I a gallop in the race. But I don't know. Okay, so Paisley Park's a good thing if if. It looks like there's going to be a strong gallop. On. If there's a strong gallop, who is your? Oh, he's not trying to make all the money. Where, where's your money? Yeah, but outside, no, mo- outside but money. Rob, chat. Rob's just said before he will try and make all. But that's not the point. If you're Ruby, what do you want to use for Heenas? If you're Ruby, you probably want to turn it into a slowly run. I use my exactly, speed yeah. into a yeah, two and a yeah. half race. That's what Ruby should do. If Ruby wants to win the race, he wants no pace. Yeah, he sets his own traction and kicks off. He slows them up and then goes like, yeah, like yeah. a bit like he did in the past. The stop, 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 thing stop. is, that's what David Mullins said on him in a Punchestown. Yeah? Ah, oh, sorry, when he won. I was thinking Punchestown. When that, yeah, yeah. When Faheen won a Punchestown. He got an easy lead that day. He got an easy lead, but he set his own traction and then kicked off it. So that's why I can't be I can't be saying all the time because I don't know what the pace will be like. If you had like two or three pace... Winners in this, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah. In terms of horses at big prices, there's nothing really that if interesting either. Keeper Hill? If Little Rockefeller runs in this, West and Sam Spiller does, they're going to go a gallop, and Paisley Park is, he just wins. The rest of the field is absolutely shite. Bacardi's has not run a race for fucking eight runs in the balance, and he's 14 to 1. Is Bacardi not a big price, though? Bacardi, 25 to 1. Considering he finished second behind he's Percy and the Galmon. He's not going to win, though, is he? That's not life. How many of these horses do we see? Two mile horses, two and a half mile horses. You go back to the horses that Willie Mullins has had in, in years gone by. They've run in the state, they've got classy four, but they don't truly stay three miles. Obviously, this is all going back to if they go gallop. If not, then it turns into a farce. If they go gallop, these things. I, I understand where you're coming from, but the poem at like, what is he, 12? 20s. 25 to 1 hills. Oh, okay, if he's 20, maybe he's 20, 25, yeah. I like, think it seems like a fairly big price, 20 generally. The way, generally. I, look, the way I look at the races, if there's a gallop on, Paisley Park wins. The two that were interesting for me for the place were Bacardi's, and I just said Papone, just because I like the whole presenting Percy, Papone, Limony, Kulturvich form. Yeah. I like that Garmo form. But I can't be strong on anything until I see what the gallop's going to be like. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We are moving on to the Brown Advisory. Stephen Brown Advisory. And Mary Bell Stakes mm. plate. The Brown Eye. The Brown Eye. The Brown Eye plate. Where your leader of the market is Janika at 7 to 1. 8 to 1 about Cyril de Lac. 10 Spirit of the Games. 14. The 14 or bigger, the rest, of course. Um, a couple of big blue lines across odds checker. Uh, for what we're looking at, Azerti put up um, by um, the final third on the podcast. In fact, Azerti, which could suggest that move that's down to 14s. Um, Rob Alexander, the brown plate. Are you with Janika? Are you with Sarah Delac, or are you looking at a bigger price given? Can I, I give you some a very interesting stat that I probably should have mentioned about two days ago? Yes. All right, so Nick Williams. Uh, of his 11 runners uh, since January, since the new year basically started, of his 11 runners in handicaps, be it hurdle or chases, uh, on average, all of his runners have beaten 77.4% of the field that they're against, which is... 
Impressive. Which is miles clear of the rest of the trainers in the UK or Ireland. The next best was around 60%, which means he clearly knows his horse's ability, places them well, and that his horses are running really well. So Sarah Dulac, basically on the basis of that, does have a very good chance. Uh, Do we know if he's running or not? Because I heard the owners didn't want to run. Otherwise, I would have backed it right now. Yeah, I... I don't know either. We'll just I think we just have to wait for declarations. Uh, in terms of one other that's quite interesting for me in this race, uh, Eamon and Knock. Eamon and Knock, yes. Eamon and Knock is priced at, he says he tries to find it quickly, 12, wow. Hills are five places in 25, 14 is available. So there you go, discrepancy yeah. in pricing. Quite a big 20. discrepancy. I think non-running no bet is key though there. What's the best non-running no bet? Uh, who's not non-running no bet? No, they're not. Jesus. Uh, so the best price non-running no bet is, is 20 to 1. I feel That's like... for me. I feel like... One more. Eamon and Knock. The, the two options for this horse are... The, two options for this are the Brown Advisory Plate and the, the Grand Annual. You do know it's pipe, yeah? Yeah, I think I think he ran well for a long way in the Ultima last year. Eamon and Knock. He led until the third last and faded. Led until the third last and faded after the last. He had a th- he had a breathing up before. Yeah, he, he had a wind up before and shit in over two miles. And yeah, he recently. was really impressive that day. Sounds like used to him. And really? I think yeah. this two and a half mile trip should be right up his street. Uh, only negative for me about him is that he goes to this race trained by Martin Pike uh, after <laughs> Martin Pike oh, well that would be a negative at this point no, I fancy it yeah, if you're trained by someone, someone Martin started training thing is the, ho- the, <laughs> the horse goes best fresh historically yeah, and he, he only had he's only probably had two weeks after this run after his last run but I think the wind up's done, done the world a good and yeah, I think I think he's interesting for this. I'd rather back him for this than the Grand Annual. Couple of others of interest in this race. I've just I've just written down their names. Do it for the village in Ballyhill. But yeah, Eamon and Knock is the main one for me for this one. Eamon and Knock's the main one. Yeah. Wow, lovely. Martin Fagan for the brown advisory plate. Where's your money going? Um no real fancy, but I just think if you if you look at the form book, um, Calandra looks like he has a chance. If you go back to his form from Cheltenham at the back end of last season, he was going really well and fell. And, um, that form's kind of worked out, but it's not really a race I'll be getting involved in. Okay. David Barnes, will you be getting involved in the Brown Advisory Plate? I'm very, very seriously involved in one, but um, apparently the rain that's falling, every drop is against him and he might be pulled out. Maybe Thursday will be fine. I hope you're right, but uh, they tweeted the owners of uh, Gretchen Park and whatever they're called. Saying, you did? No, he tweeted which, saying... Uh, I was going to say, say raining, which horse is this? Uh, River Wild. I think more and more this is going to... A very classy horse, like Road to Respect or Empire of Dirt, rather than a lurker. Quite ironic, isn't it, that River Wild doesn't want me. <laughs> so at this point, we've, we've, <laughs> somewhat, we've somewhat lost Fagan. 
He's a very, very classy horse. I think he's a lot better than one people did. Are you putting people off at the moment due to the ground or the potential ground? Make the ground will be fine by then, Thursday. It might be soft Tuesday, but it'll be fine. Mine's promising me it'll be good to soft by Thursday. You're not seeing the top of my Thursday. What did I say? I can't read it. Norman. Norman? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking retard. There's no rain, it's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me go back to his race at Haydock. Where he was gonna, he was about to win before falling at the last. <laughs> Activia won it. Okay. He was a one four five horse at that time. He's now a one fifty one horse. Sixteen lengths back in second. I mean, you could argue that um, Activia might have beat Riverwild. I don't think he would. But Magic Saint is a short price favourite for the Grand Annual. He was sixteen lengths back. Gave he was sixteen Jacob, lengths back. He gave Dollar Jacob a similar feel to Mastermind. Apparently. Okay. Apparently so. And he's had a window. Crucial role. That's the uh, that's the that's the preview night chat. He was thirty-three lengths back. As church you call it. Crucial role. He never rode much. Thirty-three lengths back. Ah, he was he was he was at Nichols at the time. He's now a one fifty horse, and the other horse beating that day was Calandra, who Fagan's put up. So I think if he runs on the day and if there's good ground, he'll have a massive massive chance. With the world, so you can get. 14's number on their bet with five I'll places currently about Prominently. Prominently. I, I think you'll have to come off the pace, which is a, it's You always say to me you don't you don't want to L the horse in this race, so why are you backing it? You wanna be in the van, Fagan? You wanna be in the van in the brown plate? <laughs> the brown eye plate, you wanna be in the van. In the van. Van's his favourite saying, in the van. Something's gonna be if held you don't up last. <laughs> we're gonna put you in the van. Uh, but for that one, we're looking at River Wild, we're looking at Cyril Delac, and Rob, your and bigger prize was Awen and Knock. Lovely stuff. Uh, we move on to the penultimate race of the day, the Mayor's Novices. Hurdle. Martin Fagan <laughs> looks very excited for this one. He's he's Two just back in sworn at David Barnes. That's how excited he is. Fagan, tell me of the horses. We got Epiton, Epiton uh, at thirteen to eight. Fav Posh Trish uh, is your four to one. Second Fav Sinoria isn't at sixes. Double figures the rest. Martin Fagan, why are you so excited about the Mayor's novices hurdle? Ah. Uh, it's just because I know the man sat next to me, David Barnes, has got a ridiculous opinion on this race. Um, <laughs> What's like, well, can we find out what that opinion is? Yeah, you can find out. David Barnes? Epitante wins. Epitante wins. <laughs> that is ridiculous. The 13 to 8 favourite wins. You're a ridiculous man, Norman. Who wins? Martin Fagan? That's all he needs to say, isn't it? Why is, why is that ridiculous? As I've said before, Church. It's all about price for me, and she has literally beat fuck all, and she's done it in ridiculously slow times to boot. Um, Posh Trish, Sinoria, Santa Simona, My Sister Sarah, Salsaretta, list goes on of horses who have done more on the track than the favourite. All right, yeah, you, there's a couple in there that might be giving her the £5 because there's a £5 great two, for, isn't it? For, win, for, for winning specific races. But still, this Epitanti has done absolutely fuck all on the track. Now, I'm not, saying she, I'm not saying she can't win. She's been very impressive visually in what she's done. She travels really well. She's got endless amounts left in the tank. But she hasn't proven that she can do 
she can run quick. She hasn't done that on her two starts in England. So for me, at the price, it's ridiculously short. To back that up, Henderson has had a fair few mares beating this race. A fair few decent ones as well. Vadana Blue was beating this race. Oh yeah, fair enough. It was against a decent horse. I think it was Limony, was it not? Mm. A fair decent horse. who's was 9-1 for the fucking, <laughs> for the fucking mares. But yeah. Um, Postrish is going to go a real, real good gallop in this. Uh, Western Victory and Dullahoe Gesture, if they both run as well. They all like to go forward. Um, you're going to want something that's given a good ride, hold up, which admittedly does does kind of favour Evertanti, but I just think she's an absolutely shocking price. Uh, the one I like in this is My Sister Sarah. My Sister Sarah, which you can currently for Willie, bet for Willie Mullins at 14 uh, to 1. Who obviously has won, has won the only three runs of this race. Um... If you go back and look through her form, she, she pitched up in a bumper, looked really good. She had form that tied in with um, Western Victory, which also tied in with the second five, should have been five, would have won Honeysuckle, who's now out. Um, I do appreciate the fact that because it's Willie Mullins and there's no real vibes about it, it's maybe an, a slight negative, but... At the price, sixteen to one, she just she just seems absolutely huge. Like she she's ran she's ran a decent time last time out. She's beat a few decent horses. The other one of Willie's as well, uh, Salsaretta. She hasn't achieved that much on the track. She beat Felix Desi at over two and a half on heavy ground, but that wasn't the greatest of races. Um, she does look like a stayer, but obviously they're gonna go a gallop in this. She might be suited to that. She ran in it last year. She wasn't. She wasn't right. She wasn't ready. Um, she might go well at a price, but I'm not even sure if she runs. It's just. It's a strange race for me. I, I look at it and I think this five is just so so short. Like she should be. She should be like fucking four or five to one for me. Like. Obviously, a lot, a lot is factored in. I'll take five to two. A lot, of, no a, lot <laughs> a, a lot's factored into the the Henderson fact that he loves her and all that. And obviously, Henderson's not—he's no mug. If he's got a good one, he's got a good one. But I just—if this—if this, if this was from the Mullins camp, and she didn't have the form, she 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 did, she hadn't run a good time. I'd be like, fair enough. You know a good mare. You know a good mare. But tell me the last really really good mare that Henderson had. Oh, I can, but I'm just not going to. Tell me the last one. Well, he had one hyped up last season, Blue. didn't he? He had? He had one that just beat the champion hurdle winner. Really. Rodana Blue? Yeah. Yeah, she was beating this race as well. But she talked up for this race. No. He's all over this. I mean, these races aren't deep at all. You've got two two maybe horses that put it at 150. One fifty. Yeah. You think Epitanzi's going to run to one fifty? She's been running to about a hundred. <laughs> okay, Bonds. Why? Why are you so sweet on the on Epitanti as the fan? You you've just you've got to listen to them vibes because listen. These these races are so different from uh, any other race at the festival. Where you look at the favourites record in this race, they've won every yeah, single where race. Did, like where did where did Countess to come in this race? 
Where did Vidana Blue come in this race? What prizes were they? Where did Shaho Walker come in this race? What prizes were they? <laughs> where, did, where did every Henderson horse to run in this race for the past three years come Was he creaming himself at every preview night no. saying, oh, Vidana Blue is definitely going to win? No. But is this, is this the same reason why he wanted back Angel's Breath as well? Because Henderson's creaming himself. Um, Clean, don't use that. If Henderson says he very, really fancies something, you just back it. Is this why you you, you want to have your bollocks on Santini as well? No, no. I, I was a I was a big fan of Santini before he ever liked it, but he he's working it with with the best horses. Like you know, he's working it with the angels' best. And it, it, is he? Can, is he? Is he? Is he though? Well, no, no, sir, is he? Or are you just saying this? No, he can compare it. No, but is he? He doesn't need to work. You're making with this them. up. No, he can work. He can. He can compare it with them, can he? Yeah, but there's plenty of horses who can do fucking so, shitloads at home and don't do fuck all. If he thinks it's a certainty, he must <laughs> he, think he fucking owner, mate. He, <laughs> he he must think it's a, a one fifty horse. Like, these races, they're not deep at all, are they? I mean, mate, you keep saying this. I didn't think. I think the race actually does look. I think it's a relatively very competitive deep. race. Posh Trish has actually what, run to a race. What she's done on the, what they've done on the track, without a shadow of a doubt, Posh Trish should be fab. Santa Simona but is a massive. Sinoria, Sinoria should be like let's say let's say what they've done on the track. Posh Trish should be twos, threes, whatever. Mm. Um, Sinoria, she'd be. Chosen mate, whatever he came out and thanked it. That's it, it wasn't yeah. a great race, but he won at least. Uh, she should be second in. Third in should probably be Sancta Simone if she runs. Fourth or fifth in should probably be the one that I said, my sister Sarah. She, she's achieved more than Epitan. Epitan should be like fourth, fifth, sixth in, six, seven to one on what they've achieved on the track. I understand what you're saying. Well, the exactly. Vibes and all stuff. exactly. But, but can, <laughs> can, can you back what should be a six, seven to one shot at 13 to eight because the trainer said he loves her? For me, that's like, how, how the fuck, how can you do this? Like, if it's Woody Mullins and it's Mellon in a Supreme Novice's Hurdle, it's different because he's won the race so many times. They've got so many good horses, they know. But why would he be running? Obviously, she, I know, I know Everdancy is obviously a good horse, but at 13 to 8, she looks... Yeah, it's a good horse. Okay. Well, at this point, I mean, at this point, it sounds like you're not going to convince each other of of your points, Rob. Where, with who do you lie, David Bunter? I think Postrich looks rock solid in this. Like she was seven eight to one a week ago, four to one now, and I still think that's probably the value in the race. Just at the standard she's been running to this season, is pretty much higher than anything else. One. One of Willie Mullins that Martin actually didn't mention Concertita. is Ali Dance. She goes to trial. Does she? Yeah. Concertista. Oh, fair enough. Concert- so then my sister Sarah, I think, comes into the equation. Well, Concertista is the one that runs from the, from the, it's the one that, it's the one that they like. Yeah. But they haven't. I think, I, and honestly, I think if Western Victory goes, she'll run a race. She's not fucking mug, is she? No. She'll run a race and she might, she might be able to get into a place. I don't have a massive opinion on the race, but I think Posh Trish is the best horse in it yeah, so far I mean, this season. To be honest, I'm the same. I didn't have a massive opinion. Epitante. I was short a couple of them. I was like, what is going on here? Epitante is obviously very well thought of, has done done her job in a good style. She gets £5 from the the more fancied ones at the other other the ones Sino, at the top of the Sino market. Like, the I wouldn't one. be surprised if Epitante won, but she won't be carrying in of any of my money at this price. Fair enough. Definitely. Well. The one thing I would say about <coughs> Posh Trish is there's there is a lot of a lot of pace in it and 
the the horses that seem to go towards the pace in this maze obviously I know there's only been three runs of it like the ones that go to the front and go to, go go quick yeah they're hard to get broken it's, it? it's hard work it's hard work going with the old course what was that good horse that tried to make the run in last season? Fucking Maria's Benefit. Maria's Benefit. She's, she's brilliant. She's pissing up in fucking novice chases. But I know, she she's very good. But she did get made by a horse who is 4 to 1 for the champion Ale, so. Yeah. But she didn't. She still didn't run that great. It, it's hard, I think it's hard to. I had a lot of money on that last year. There was yeah, very no, negative gloves going into the race, but she I was. She ran a really, really. But yeah, not good a huge race, view. But she, the only reason I like Sister Sarah is because the place basically 16s. I think she, even even regardless of who, who, who rides her, I think she should be more like a 8, 9 to 1 chance. I'd say Ruby who rides this. No, Ali Dance is a 5 year old, mate. Huh? FYI. Ali Dance is a 5 year old. Something can show and all that because Ruby's on them. Oh, like, I'm confused with something else. Yeah. I think I think that horse was very impressive last time. It won at Punchestown in February. Ali Dance. I think Ali Dance is going here. Uh, I'm getting confused with something else for this triumph. Uh, Why do you think that's it? Uh, because it was tipped up on a different thing. It's the only race she's going for. Yeah, and on she, racing post entries, it's the only one. She didn't achieve there. much last time, or did she? Like, no, no, it was her what, first run for a long time. But visually, I found her quite impressive. And I think if she goes here, she might have an, an outsider's this, chance. This, this, for me, is a winnable race. Like, I didn't know, <laughs> if you fancy something at a price... You've, you've got to get involved. Like this five, regard if Anderson thinks this, then yeah, obviously it, it could it could win. It could piss up or whatever. It's a race no one would talk about unless it was at the festival. Isn't it's it? shit. It's a right. shit. Well, well, in that case, fucking beat the in that case, <laughs> let's move on to the final race of the day. It's the Kim. <laughs> oh, the big race of the week. Win it, it's it's win. the Kim Muir handicap. No challenge cup. Even the Kim Muir challenge cup is a handicap. It is a handicap, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Thought I was going crazy there. Uh, your fav has been punted in uh, over the last couple of days. Now, measure of uh, my dreams. This is one for Rob. Alexander started off. <laughs> when the betting was introduced, he said measure of my dreams goes off single figures. Well, I'm sad to have missed out on that. <laughs> I don't know if it's me or fake. <laughs> Uh, it's all guesswork. Is second to seven to one. Second five. No comment. Ten to one. Uh, everything else. Ten to one and bigger. Rob Alexander. Most of my dreams will go off single figures. It looks like you're going to be right. Did you make <laughs> the most of it not being single figures? When it was in fantastic. In fantastic. I have played it anti post. Ah, uh, what a chance! So, come on! Come on! <laughs> it was given what you can describe as an eye-catching pipe opener. For this race, a pipe opener. Yeah, that sounds quite painful. Yeah, <laughs> those pipes were certainly open. <laughs> um, um, whether it merits being five to one now, I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't advise anyone to back it at I five to one to win this race. Comes with the jockey buffing, doesn't he? Yeah, Jamie Codd is on. Derek, yeah, yeah, Derek O'Connor, we believe, is on any second now. Yeah, as well. Does that make any second now at? Nine to one a bet. Yeah, if yes. you can get eight, nine to one. Thank you. When you come to me, I will say. No, 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 no bet. I, I think at the current prices, forgetting all anti-post judgment, any second now is probably. Have you got a semi on? The one to be with. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I love, I, I love any second now, but he can't, he can't win a race to save his life. 
That's the only problem. Well, you are only second house biggest fan, so the fact you're saying that is so is <laughs> worry, like it's like you and Melon, I'm like, oh worry that. He's the king of the uh cameo pattern, isn't he? Okay. So can't win the race to save its life, but will it win this one? I think he can win it. And save its life. It's, it's off to the yeah. boo factory. I think I think I think he relishes this trip. He's had one has he had one or two goes at three miles? One. One. Mm. No, two, Paddy Power and the, and the yeah. novice chase behind there. Yeah, yeah, that two goes. Absolutely, yeah. I think... Oh, he ran a belt with that, though, didn't he? Obviously, an amateur rider's race will go a bit slower. I think you'll see it out nicely. Mm. Has a good chance. At a huge price, this one I want to give a mention to. Oh, yes. Is uh, Tom Gibney has got a little luck in this race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that Irish or something? Alec Buck is a 33 to 1 shot. He was impressive uh, when, he, when he won two starts ago. It was a very average beginner's chase, but for me, because it was at Navin, it's got a proper hill. They go up like Cheltenham. You've got to put a line through his Haydock effort when he was put into the Grand National Trial at Haydock. Fell at the second, which obviously, <laughs> which obviously isn't brilliant. Put a line through that. He does have plenty of jumping experience. He stays well. Who's riding him, Rob? I don't know. Because he needs to go from the front, doesn't he? Like, all his best form is from the front. Yeah, I think he's un- relatively unexposed at the trip. And for me, like he at the big festivals, he has run a very big race uh, when he... I think he finished about third or fourth in a handicap hurdle at Aintree over three miles off this current mark that he's on. Uh, and I think there's plenty of juice in the in the 33 to 1 that you can get. Just as an outlier, because I think the front, well, any second hour measure of my dreams are the obvious two in the race. Fair enough. Both have, both have a very good chance. Okay, Martin Fagan. Um, Do you agree? <laughs> Measuring my dreams, obviously, as Rob said, has, has got an obvious chance. Uh, Jamie Godbrook. That was an obvious point you made, Rob. Uh, an obvious point. <laughs> the one thing I would say is, if you look at a lot of the handicaps and you compare marks and stuff, um, measuring my dreams is one of, is one of not many horses who's running off exactly the same handicap mark in England as he is in Ireland. So obviously, he's well handicapped. Um, He's 11, I would say. This, the Reckon-year-olds have won this before. Have they? Yeah, they can be on. If you look back at his one form, he five, finished... There's one about five years ago. He, he finished third in the National Chase, was it? Yeah, he ran really well in the National Chase. I think he finished third behind Miller of Hull and, and Native, Native River. River. So he handles Cheltenham. The one, the one issue with making my teams is his jumping. He's not ever a great jumper, but apparently what Gordon's been doing with him is um, every time, every time any horses have gone school and fences, he said, take him with you, take him. So he's been taking them every single time that other horses have been schooling, so hopefully his jumping's better. And uh, Jamie Codd's book, so if you, if you want a proper a proper jockey to get a horse jumping, yeah. he, he is literally the, the man. Obviously the price now is, is not great, so you can't really be telling people to back it, but He's got he's got a good chance, an obvious chance. Um, the one right now, Church, you got the market. I have got the market. What price is Sky Pirate? Sky Pirate. Nine ten. Uh, I can tell you, is 
Nine to one. Oof. There is tens available with Bet365 and Ladbrook's Coral. Smash the Scum. tens. Smash the tens off, Jeff. This goes off fives. Um, is Patrick Mullins right in this? This is what I'm about to say if you didn't put in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I, what I do know about Sky Pirate is that Patrick Mullins is right. Patrick Mullins would be an absolute certainty to ride this if Live, Love, Laugh doesn't run. But we don't know whether that runs or not. Uh, Live, Love, Laugh has got, has got multiple entries at the festival. We don't know where... Where he's going to run, he might run in this. If he runs in this, at the Willie Mullins or trained by uh, owned by Rick Ritchie, so Patrick will ride. But I'm pretty sure Patrick wants to ride this one. Um, he ran in a he ran at Cheltenham back in I think it was November, and he was almost certainly going to win. Going to win that day, he got he got brought down when somebody else something else fell at the second lap. Um, he's really really well handicapped and. It wouldn't. And I know measuring my dreams has been back, but this is like almost like a false gamble, like a, like an anti-bold gamble. It wouldn't surprise me if one measuring my dreams was an eight nine chance on the machine come the day, and it also wouldn't surprise me if Sky Pirate was a five to one chance on the day. I think if Patrick's booked, I think he'll go off five. I think he'll be really really short. I think he'd go really really well. Fair enough. That was Sky Pirate. He'd be me better in the race. I couldn't price it like. Dude, Barnes, you're betting the race? Um, any second now, I'm really, really keen on here. Um, <laughs> again, it, it's a race about jockeys. Um, oh, good. I'm glad that you just pointed that out. <laughs> good impression. It's a race about jockeys. It's a race about jockeys. Derek O'Connor booked for this. I've been waiting for him to step up for two miles, uh, three miles, so to say. <laughs> From the man I have, he's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's just looked, he's looked like a winner over two and a half, but he's never really quick. One race. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's looked a bit one-paced over uh, two and a half miles. I, I, I think he he ran a really good race in the, in the big handicap at Leopardstown. The trip is the making of him, for sure. I hope so. Whether hope he's actually so. willing to win a race is a yeah, completely different so. question. To be fair, Ted seemed... I've seen a thing with Ted Lawson today. He seems... He, seems he was like a couple of months behind uh, Champagne Classic and... No, 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 no. I, I, it wasn't far off. He was weak at the finish there. I don't know whether, he was, whether they're not trying or what, but he was very weak. And if you watch the ride... They were they weren't they weren't uh, in that paddy power he though getting, he was he's getting a fucking he's getting a fucking good goal they were they were smack, smacking him yeah. and everything in that in that race in that novice chase and in he the ran on line, nicely in that paddy power though didn't he where they went a proper gallop it was three he, miles. He, he smacked the second last or the last last, I don't remember last, what it was, last, was it, yeah. last, but then I thought he would stay on and he fucking he wilted again I'm mm. not I'm, I'm not saying he's not but I, why I, would you I've got, wo- I've got to worry I've got to worry about him three mile two at Cheltenham is like three and a half. Elsewhere, and I don't think he truly stayed clean. No, not in the so. amateur races. In the amateur races, it's like good one. It's the opposite. The, oh, the good one, that laugh. The dickhead, the dick, the dickhead jockeys who are on front runners no. go a million miles. Yeah, exactly. He can come out the clouds in there. So, any second now. Any second now. Anything at a bigger price Sky down the card you like to look at. Same price. It's not a bigger price, but it's not a bigger I think, price. I think it's got a great price. Same price. <laughs> okay. Sky Pirate any second now. 
And um, I was very interested. Our little lot. I mean, our little lot. I, I, I assume Sky Pirate is going to be held up. David Barnes was Sky actually midpoint there. Okay, everyone, else, he's fucking interrupted me. Sky Pirate, seriously, is going to come from the clouds and steal the race. The vintage clouds. Did you get it? Yes. No, I thought Maldini was going to do that last year and he couldn't get past the fucking Warren Gray tricks at us, could he? Oh, I'll be explaining the world, Warren Gray tricks. That was the saddest moment of yeah. the festival. This, 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 this is a race about jockeys. And that's saddest why. moment. Uh, so, it's a, you, were you making a point about an outside shout? No? Before I rudely no. interrupt. No. Okay. I, I was going to pat mine on the back and say, yeah, it's got a great chance, Sky Pirate. I agree with you. Okay. So, to sum up, bet of the day, your nap of the day. Fuck me. Um, I won't. We're still on. Rob Alexander, nap of the day. What, on Thursday? Yep. That's the day we're on. Incredibly. Uh, <laughs> no day left yet. Anyone, anyone with a nap of the day? Vindication is my nap of the Vindication. day. Vindication. It's hard work. Posh trish each way. Posh trish is your each way better the day. Lovely. And in there as well, isn't Yeah. Uh, Mike Fagan. Tough one for me, mate. I don't really fancy anything, but if... The whole day. If if Sky Pilot gets a good jockey on, I'd say he's the strongest best. So I'd have to, you'd, have, you'd, have to, uh, you'd have to message me on Tuesday. I probably uh, won't. What? I probably <laughs> won't. You definitely will. Send out the tip, church. I will do. Many followers are waiting. <laughs> David Barnes, each way better the day? Um, oh, fucking hell. I haven't even got a better day. Can I give you some advice towards what it could be? Sure. The clock is ticking. No. Ace. Ace Ace Was that a rub down? Yeah. <laughs> the Mysticles, Cuneo, Azo. Mysticles, surely. No, I don't. I, I want to go with Cider Billy because it can't be out of the four. I. Four, yeah, more than that, mate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Side of Berla, you're going with retire. You're going with a five to one favourite in a handicap. Okay. okay. <laughs> is there no sixes about? No proper pick. I do There is. There is no no sixes. Are you sticking with Sky Pirate each way, Rob? I saw because Eamon and Nike. <laughs> I was Posh Trish. Posh Trish. I'll sorry, go. Yeah. Here's my nap, and I'll go. Yeah. Coney Island each way. Coney Island each way. And Fagan, have you got anything Each way is a throw-down because I love Brownie Frost. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> well, let me, just, let, me just, let me just say, for the record, he's taking the piss. Out of <laughs> Yes. If anyone thinks David Barnes said that really, he hates throw-down and he obviously realises, not hate, not, not, not judges, that Brownie is a terrible guy. Lovely. Martin Fagan, each way back the day. Uh, my sister Sarah. My she should be half the price. She might she might fall out the back of the telly, but she's she's definitely overpriced. That would be painful. She's a great one to say. So that, um, uh, thank you very much for downloading and listening to Without Capitancy our day three uh, preview podcast for Cheltenham. <laughs> we have one more day to go. It's Gold Cup Day. It's the biggest day. Well, of, one of the biggest days of the racing It'll year. It'll probably be the longest part of the podcast but it absolutely fucking won't be <laughs> right, uh, we will see you <laughs> on the other side